bad movies, bad life advice, and even worse life decisions. We cover it all here on the Life with Kenny podcast. I'm your host, Kenny. Grab a beer, sit back, and relax for this week's episode, because things are about to get weird. What's an all-American girl like you doing with a geek like this? Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Fuck me gently with the chainsaw. Jimmy was off the hook. I know you really don't listen to Slipknot. Judge Reynolds. You are listening to a Life with Kenny podcast. Not quite my tempo. It's all good. No worries. Here we go. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Life with Kenny podcast. Uh, I am joined once again with co-host and best friend Kyle. Back to back, back again. And also not my brother. <laughs> not uh, the, the Kyle you guys have previously been used to hearing. Um, today, I think, is going to be basically run by Kyle mostly <laughs> because uh, this was an idea I kind of threw your way because... As far as I'm concerned, you're kind of like my go-to video game expert friend. Um, you've worked in the industry, I guess, of sorts yeah, for a long time. For a while now, yep. So you, basically, your job is to know shit about video games. Uh, kind of. It, it's part of it, for sure. And you probably learn and hear a lot of bullshit from customers and people like that all the time as well. Yeah, most of it I ignore because mm, I don't like people. Right, so uh, j- just so everybody knows, this is going to be a very video game heavy uh, discussion, but it's going to be entertaining. Uh, I think everybody's had experience with video games, whether you play them or not. You probably had siblings that did or friends that do, um, and there's just really weird video games out there, which is mostly what I am going to be discussing today. Oh, I'm ready. It's some weird-ass video games. Um, and I also want to talk to you about uh, some weird prank call phenomenon that happened a couple of years ago. Uh, we'll discuss that later. But uh, there are a lot of weird video games out there. Uh, I have played some weird video games myself. You, ooh, the weirdest, like what? weirdest one probably would be Goat Simulator. Uh, Goat Simulator is so weird, but so fun. And it's it's such a pedestrian weird game. Like if you were like. That's the equivalent of saying that you've seen some shocking horror movies and being like, I've seen Human Centipede. Yes. It's like, it's pretty weird, but it's pretty much like the most popular weird movie out there right now. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but there are some pretty obscure ones that I want to dive into. So Kyle, let's talk about Goat Simulator first of all. You've played it? I have definitely played it. So for listeners out there, Goat Simulator is exactly what it sounds like. You play as a goat and explore cities and towns as a gloat as a goat who um has a really sticky tongue right it's basically tony hawk pro skater (laughs) with a goat you're not wrong i mean like a lot of it feels the same like you get extra points from doing certain things um it's a very weird game i haven't played much of it but that was one of the big things that made me want to dive into some research into some weird games i also remember seeing a lot of really weird games growing up uh, on um, a- adults' consoles. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people had modded or hacked consoles that had hundreds of games, and some of which were, uh, well, Leisure Suit Larry, Kyle. Are you familiar with Leisure Suit Larry? I am familiar with Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry, yes. So it's, I guess it's kind of like a dating simulator where you try to like bang as many chicks as possible. Does that sound correct? It, that's fairly accurate, I would say, yep. Have you played it? I've not played it. I haven't either. And I think 
the 10 year old me who found it on the console was like wanting to play it, but I knew that there was adults nearby and I knew it was a little weird. And, uh, I don't even know how I heard about it, but I think one of my friends had played it and told me about it. Um, there's a lot of games like that, especially in Japan where, uh, it's basically like try to seduce girls or go on dates with girls and stuff like that. A lot of simulators like that. And I know you've played some games like that before, haven't you? Some here and there, yeah. Like, there's one that I know you played called... I think you played called Catherine. Oh, yeah, I've played Catherine, for sure. And it's how uh, you... being re-released for the PS4 in, like, two weeks. Really? Yes. And did you like that game? Like, what is it about? I've it's, heard It's basically a puzzle shit. game. Um, you're trying to, you know, get in a relationship with one Catherine or another Catherine, and your dreams are just puzzles, and, I don't know. There's some dating aspects, but it's mainly just a puzzle game. Okay, because I've been doing some research on games, and this was one that came up where, uh, from what I gathered, is a guy dating a Catherine with a, a K. With a K. And he cheats on her with Catherine with a C. Yep. And then he starts having dreams about where he's naked and goes through basically like... He's the like a naked goat, basically, yeah. The equivalent of like seven circles of hell, but like through cheating and stuff. Yep, uh, but so like the dreams is just, you're like figuring out a puzzle the whole time so if you don't look at it too deep it's just a puzzle game so it's just like a weird fucking rap like rapping of a puzzle game then it's just yes that's exactly what it is that's so strange i don't know how that's like appealing to people like how is that a selling aspect but the the story is pretty good like depends on how you want to play it too right and like you know dating sims sell to people 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 like that shit (laughs) i I guess like when you think of the average gamer or like neckbeard that's like the type of person that would probably be like oh you get to hook up with girls in this game i'm gonna you know well not even that like it's even people in like let's say your stereotypical relationship they can cheat on the girlfriend in this game and (laughs) well they can and then they can decide well do i would be nice to her or do i just go with the the mistress like people love that shit it's funny (laughs) That's so strange to me. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, there's even weirder games than that. Um, Octodad. Are you familiar with Octodad? Oh yeah, I've played Octodad. And how do you you find that game? I've only played the demo. Okay. Um, It's weird as hell and difficult to control, but funny. So if people aren't familiar, Octodad, the premise of Octodad is you're an octopus that uh, has to fool his... (laughs) human wife and kids that he's actually human that he's actually this guy that he replaced i guess is that how it is or is he turned into an octopus i think he's just like replaced the dad yeah I'm pretty okay sure. so he has to like do household chores and stuff but he has to do them as human-like as possible even though he's obviously an octopus yeah and for some reason every person in this game is just so easy to fool and so stupid it looks so fun uh the second one has the best dad joke title ever <laughs> octodad 2 the dadliest catch yep <laughs> yeah i thought that was great uh there's also some fucking like really weird games out there there's one called i am bread oh yeah i you, am bread you literally just play as bread yep and you have to try and get to a toaster <laughs> <laughs> there are some weird ones that i remembered growing up too like uh booger man do you remember that one? Not at all. What? So Boogerman was a game, I think, for the Super Nintendo, where a guy literally just picked his nose and used his boogers to, like, fight bad guys. So he'd whip his boogers at people, or he'd use them to, like, swing across caverns and shit. 
I don't remember this at all. It <laughs> yeah, sounds ridiculous. It's a legitimate game, and I remember playing it as a kid. Uh, and then there was like a couple that I wrote down just because I remember them being kind of weird. Like uh, there was one called Gex. Do you remember Gex? Oh, yep, the the lizard dude. So the Gex games are about a lizard whose dad passed away, and he copes with it by watching TV, and then he gets transformed or, like, sent into the TV. So the whole thing is, like, you doing, like, stuff that's basically TV parodies. And I remember, I think it's the third game where it's basically, like, a ripoff of Looney Tunes that you play in. And uh, it's, like, so close to being actual Looney Tunes that I was, like, surprised they didn't get sued. But, um, yeah, those are some weird games that I remember. But there is one or two in particular that I can't believe that they released, Uh, one of which is Postal. So I've heard about it. I don't know a lot about it, though, honestly. So, so Postal, I think, is a legend, a, a game that's re- reached like urban legend status, in a sense. So the idea behind Postal is uh, you play as a postal worker who goes to work one day, and you snap, and you pull out a gun, and the goal of the game is just to kill any bystander that you see and do whatever you want. Like, you can, I guess, light people on fire and then pee on their corpses. Like, these are actual things you can do in the game. Uh, I think it's really hard to get now. This sounds like one of my stress dreams. (laughs) (laughs) This is a legitimate game, though, that was made... um, (laughs) I just... This was, like, one of the main ideas I came up with with games I wanted to ask you about, because I know you've experienced, like seeing a lot of weird video games working in the industry for like so many years that there there might be some that stick out to you that you'd want to bring up. But I was wondering if you had any experience at all with Postal or ever see anybody like bring it in or try to buy it or anything like that. No. Okay. Because, yeah, that one sounds fucking insane. Um, this is the last one that I, or two, two, I guess, that I can't believe exist. One's called Custer's Revenge. Do you do you know this game? I've heard of it, yeah. <laughs> oh. Of course you would bring this one up. I knew you would. So Custer's Revenge is a game, I think, that was made for the Nintendo, the first Nintendo, maybe, or a system around that era. Pretty close to then, yeah. Where you played a cowboy, and your whole mission <laughs> was to kill Indians, uh, and then the goal is to get to uh, an Indian woman at the end of the level, that's tied up to a pole and have sex with her. <laughs> so basically the goal of the game is to, is to rape a, an Indian woman. And uh, this is an actual game that exists. It's called Custer's Revenge. You can look it up and you can, or you can not and probably live a better life if you don't. <laughs> right. So my thing is, Kyle, do you think video games cause violent people? <laughs> no. Right. Um, the release of Postal... Custer's Revenge, they've all been out for over 20 years, yeah, 20 plus years, some even 30 plus years. Do you think anybody's gone out and done any of this stuff because of the video games? As ridiculous as the content is. No, I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. One of my favorite game concepts, though, ever is a Japanese game that I found out about today. It is called Boonga Boonga. Have you heard of Boonga Boonga, Kyle? No. So Boonga Boonga roughly translates to Spankum Spankum. And uh, the goal of this, I guess it's kind of like a dance dance revolution game where you have like a real life mechanic that you react with. And 
How, what, you get points from it. So A real-life mechanic you interact with. Right. So if I tell you the game is called Boonga Boonga, yeah. which means spankum spankum, what do you think the game mechanic would be? Uh, slapping things would be my guess, yeah. Uh, close. Uh, so my assumption would have been to slap a butt. Yeah. So they have a realistic butt. But no, the actual game is that you stick your finger into a butt really hard. You Ooh. just jam it up there. It's a Japanese game. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. And the actual screen is just the face of the person whose butt you're jamming it up, uh, reacting to you doing it. And you get points based off of like how hard you do it and like how weird angles you do and stuff like that <laughs> if you do the swirl right this is a really weird game uh my favorite little anecdote for this game though is you get to choose whose finger you, or whose butt you get to stick your finger up um one of which is is your ex-lover your mother-in-law and last but not least a child molester what <laughs> yeah this is this is an actual game called boonga boonga uh so <laughs> yeah uh, some weird video games that I've come across in my lifetime. Yeah, no kidding. I've I've never played Boonga Boonga. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would be able to pass up the opportunity to play it if I came across it in an arcade. Probably not. Like you have to give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you have any weird games you can think of off the top of your head, like that you've played or know about or have come across your path in all your years? Um. No weird ones that come to mind that are... You're like, I got high score in Custer's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... Like, I really enjoy playing any indie title. So anything that even seems a little bit weird, I'll play it. Um, like I Am Bread, you mean? Like, games like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, I've played Meat Boy, um, Super Meat Boy. There's, There's a cool one I saw where you get to play as a cat. And you literally, your objective is just to knock as much stuff off of the shelves and stuff as you can before your <laughs> owner stops you. Oh, this is great. I can't remember what it's called, but I, I should find it. It actually looks super funny. Um, there's lots of games. Indie titles, there's no limit. It's just people having free reign to just create what they want. Yeah, and then like with stuff like that, then you come out with games like Cuphead, which are do phenomenal and are so well done. So Yeah, I haven't played that one still because I heard it's so hard. Oh, dude, you love it. The animation style is so for you. I know. Like, I if they had, like, a animated series or something, I would probably watch it. Uh, they're doing one. Perfect. Then yep. I'm, I'm going to dive into that. But, yeah. You haven't played any super weird games that stick out to you, though? That you're like, I can't believe this was f fucking made? Well, all right. Here. So, I just played this one recently. Uh, it just got imported from Japan for the Switch. And it's called... Are you familiar with the Senran Kagura games? I think this is one that you you like asked me about at one point, and I said I hadn't heard of it. So, it's just like um, scantily clad ninja ladies, and it's usually a fighting game, and it's done very well, just with interesting <laughs> physics for their bodies. <laughs> Wait, what was what was the one volleyball game that? It was just like the whole idea was like just to have girls' boobs bouncing the whole time. Uh, it's like a fighting game turned volleyball game. Dead or Alive. That's the one. Dead yeah, or so, Alive so they Beach did, Volleyball. Yeah, they did Dead or Alive Extreme 2 is the one you're thinking of, I believe. Right. Um, yeah, that was okay. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was a terrible game, but it was funny. I, I see what they were going for. Right. Um, let's see. Yeah, the Senran Kagura games are like pretty good. They're... They are what they are. Like, they're meant to be, have lots of girls with interesting outfits and interesting <laughs> body mechanics, but the gameplay is fun. Right. So they released 
a pinball game recently. What the heck? <laughs> and it gets it crosses some lines that like I played it for an hour and I was like, okay. I'm like what? Little... What kind of like? What are you talking about here? So these girls get transformed into. They think they're animals now, so we're talking furries and stuff. And the goal is to hit them with the pinball. Okay. To cause damage to them, to hurt them, and they make, you know, suggestive noises and things like that. And you get more points the more you hit them. Okay, so the idea is to actually injure furries or to pleasure them? Both. Right. Injuring, I can get behind. But <laughs> <laughs> well, because you want to turn them back into a regular human being. Right. And it, it's just, it crosses some lines. So it it's, really it's basically the commentary of like beat up furries in real life so that they can be forced to be regular humans again. Is that the... No. Is that what you're training for, Kyle? Is that what you're... Are no. we recruiting people for this cause? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> so like I, I gave the game a shot just because I wanted to yeah. give it a shot. And right. I was like, okay, I'm... A little I feel, too weird. I feel uncomfortable playing this game. So. Right. But it's it's for some people. <laughs> who are starting their anti-furry brigade and training people. It's also for people who are into that kind of thing because right. you get to interact with that. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Hentai's the best. Anyways. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> who doesn't love a tentacle or two? Uh, so... Whoa. I wish I wish I had more stuff prepared because this was kind of like a last minute topic switch. But uh, luckily, you had quite a bit stuff prepared, so I think you're gonna run most of this. I have one more thing I was gonna actually ask you about um, before we move on. But um, so you work at a store that's similar to a GameStop, and there was a thing that happened uh, a couple years ago where stores that are like that, where you trade in games and stuff, we're, we're getting a lot of phone calls about Battletoads. Are you familiar with this at all? I am familiar with this. I love those phone calls. <laughs> okay, okay, so this is what I was going to ask you. Uh, so if listeners don't know, there's this this viral thing going around. I think it started on Reddit where people were doing frank, prank calls about this game called Battletoads, which is like a really hard-to-find game from like way back in the day. Um, they haven't remade it <laughs> recently. They decided to remake it, but back then there was no sight of a Battletoads game anywhere. So asking about it is the equivalent of asking if they have Custer's Revenge, right? Like if if you're calling a store to ask about that, you're just obviously doing it to be a troll. Yes, absolutely. So uh, stores started to get flooded with prank phone calls to the point where it became like harassment. Like some stores, there's clips online of like employees um, trolling the trolls back, like pranking the prank callers. And then there's also ones of people like basically having mental breakdowns because they've been getting so many, so many phone calls about it. And uh, I was more so curious if you had any interaction with this because I think you were working in the industry around this time as well. I was, and I did experience some of these phone calls, and I feel bad for anybody who got these phone calls, especially the people that had, like, the mental breakdown, because a lot of the times they would do it when that person is having a busy day or right. whatever, and so you're talking about somebody working customer service, which sucks already, right? and you're dealing with people who suck, and people are angry, and it's a busy day, and then you're dealing with this. And it's just, like, a shitty game. And, like, I can see how you can have people snap. Um... 
if I wasn't the sarcastic dick that I am, <laughs> I, I couldn't get it. Right. So you've, you've experienced this yourself? Oh, yes. And how did you handle it? Depends on the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so when it first started, I was like, just straight up, no, we don't have it. Did Hang. you know about it, like, as you were getting the phone calls, or was it something you found out about later on? Um, I found out very quickly because my, one of my friends sent me a link to like the Reddit and I was like, oh, this is a this, thing. That's what's happening. This is not as funny as everyone thinks it is, but okay. Right. Um, so I just started out being like, nope, hang up the phone. Just an interaction that nobody would ever have any fun with. <laughs> but then there was one day there was a group of kids that called every 10 minutes. Great. And so we're talking like this is the fourth time I've talked to them. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm ready. Bring it on. So the phone rang again and they asked, Hey, do you guys have battle toads? I said, yes, we do. They're like what? I said, yep. It's 69.99. Like, Oh yeah. For the, the, for the Nintendo. I was like, yeah, you betcha. So what you got to do is you got to bring in that amount of money plus your mother and offer her up on a plate of goat cheese and uh, cover her in honey. And if you do all that and you do it within the allotted 15 minutes I'm giving you, you can have Battletoads. Bye. <laughs> and then did they call back again after that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then how did you handle it after that? Well, it's kind of hung up on them or... Yeah, like it's, it's just like anybody prank calling. You just ignore them, hang up, whatever. It doesn't matter. I feel like it's hard to, it's harder to deal with like at a place of business because you can't like unhook your phone like you could if you were at home or somewhere else, right? Yeah. So I just couldn't imagine. But it's funny because I've, I was like <laughs> listening to some of these prank phone calls that some of them just had me dying. Like people who were doing something similar to you where they're like... Yeah, come on in. We got it for the Wii. And they're like, well, do you have it for the Xbox? Yeah, we got it for the Xbox too. Like, Yeah. But then the best part is, while this was happening, I don't know if you know, but Microsoft announced they were coming out with the Rare Replay. The 30 <laughs> games for $30, right? Right. Which, ironically, had Battletoads on it. So this was the best point in my prank call history, is people would be like, do you have Battletoads? would be like, yeah, Rare Replay is brand new for $30. Come and get it. Well, what do you mean? Well, it has Battletoads on it. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. So it kind of shut the trolls up. You betcha. And so it like Rare Replay coming out stopped it because people were like, oh, this isn't fun anymore because they have it. Right. That's pretty great. Yeah, I know they're like they're remastering it and releasing a game next year or something too yes. of Battletoads too. So, but uh, yeah, I saw uh, there's a bunch of YouTubers I follow who do like weird internet history things like pranks and stuff like that and how like certain trends catch on and stuff. And this was one I've been itching to ask you for a <laughs> long time because I just find it so interesting that like a prank call can catch on across the world, you know? Yeah, and like I'm sure they had a lot of fun doing it, but I just I, I don't see the value in it, especially when you're calling like six times and you're getting the same response this, all six times. Right. And maybe it is like the whole thing of like, they know that they're wasting someone's day that makes it more funny to them or something like that. But maybe because to me, like it, it, if you weren't my friend, I could find myself like laughing pretty fucking hard at that. But if it was you getting the calls, like I'd get a little bit annoyed too, but yeah, anyways. So you have some stuff there that you want to talk about that's video game related. What do you what do you all got? Well, what what games have you been playing so far this year? What's what's your favorite uh, game you've played this year? My favorite game this year. Um, I don't I don't know, man. Well, what are some new games that have been coming out? 
Well, I'm trying to think. January, you had Kingdom Hearts 3. Haven't played it. Um, There was Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Haven't played it. Heard it's hard as fuck, though. Yes. Great game. Um, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Refueled came out. Mm. Rage 2 came out. Haven't played it. I'm, I am excited for this fourth quarter because uh, Borderlands 3 comes out soon and the new Pokemon game comes out. I'm excited for those. Uh, I would say, just off the top of my head, the actual new game, the only one I've bought that's like new that I've played so far Ultimate is... Ultimate Alliance. That one's fun, too. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorites, though. I'm kind of over it already, just like the repetition um, and the story. It's kind of whatever, but... Um, Far Far Cry New Dawn. Oh yep, you betcha. Yeah, that's one. I think it's it started as a DLC, but that one's the best. Being able to like kill cult leaders and cults and stuff, and you know any sort of like thing that makes fun of religion, <laughs> just like <laughs> well, you has really a enjoyed Far Cry Five too, right? Yeah, the whole yeah. idea of like just like showing that people can taint religion to like become so fucking um what's the word like detrimental to like society and stuff like that and like toxic that's the word yeah to make religion so toxic is is so interesting and then having to like go in and kill all these fucking dudes that are like we're gonna nuke this town because of jesus and you have to like go in with a rocket launcher and stop them or even better a shovel launcher like oh, yeah. yeah that's my type of game and if you can, like, sick a grizzly bear with diabetes on someone, that's even better. That's <laughs> such a weird story plot, but... Yep. Yeah, so good. Uh, it really surprises me that you haven't played Rage 2, actually. I haven't even played the first one. You I don't feel need like, to. I feel like Rage 2 was one that, um, when it was coming out, I was interested in trying, but if I, I just heard a lot of, like, mixed things about it, so I never really committed to it, because the price tag is pretty steep on new games now. Like, you're looking for, like, just the basic game, it's, like, 70 bucks. Uh, yeah, most are 80. And then, like, deluxe editions, you're looking at 100 now, so... Basically. It's not cheap to get video games these days, so I usually wait for a sale. Like, I got the Xbox Game Pass now, so right now on my system, I have um, Just Cause 4. Yep, great, great series. And uh, Devil May Cry 5 I downloaded today, so I'm hoping to dive into those, but yeah, I haven't jumped into those yet, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, what about you? You said you have a bunch of games that you mm. liked this year. My favorite game this year is Crash Team Racing, for sure, without a doubt. <laughs> really? Yes. Is it a, just like a remake? So, kind of. It's got like, they've remastered it, <coughs> done a bunch of... Um, new tracks, they have 31 tracks now, uh, I th believe they came out with the game, so there's a story mode, there's traditional just crash racing, and there's online. Everybody raves about Mario Kart, and it makes me so furious. I hate Mario Kart. Why, though? Just because they repackage it every year? It's just not good. Oh. Mario Kart, Mario Kart is too easy. I don't know about that, man. Mario Kart is too easy, <clears throat> Kenny. Crash Team Racing is hard as hell and makes you work. <laughs> That's what I didn't like about Crash Bandicoot, though, In the be like, to s begin with. The first one's so fucking hard. Meh. Okay, well, <laughs> let's agree to disagree. I will try Crash Team Racing one day, though. I, I'm. It, it's one of those things where, like, if it falls into my lap, I'll play it. But I'm not going to, like, go out and, like, spend $40 on it. 
you know, there's so many games like that these days. The only ones that I'm like, but you'd spend super... eighty on Mario Kart. Uh, no, I got that free with my system. There you um, go. All right, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It, Mario Kart's like a decent enough game that I feel like you can play with like four people, no problem. Um, and it's like characters everybody's familiar with. Where I feel like Crash is a little bit harder of a sell for people who aren't super into video games. Like, I feel like Mario Kart, I could pitch to, like, like my girlfriend's family to play, you know? Where if I was, like, Crash Team Racing, everybody would be like, uh, we're good, you I, know? I 100% disagree, because all you need to do is say, yeah, you just race against each other. And then everybody is immediately like, okay, I'm on board. Right, but I feel like a lot of people would be like, uh... Don't, don't you have Mario Kart? Like, if I had Mario Kart, that would be the alternative. That would be the one that they would prefer, right? Maybe. But I would say get them to try it, and they'll, they'll like it better. Right. Okay. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'll give it a shot. But, um, yeah, what games have you been purchasing and playing? Uh, well, I just purchased Enter the Gungeon. What the fuck is that? <laughs> um, so do you, it's, a, it's a bullet hell roguelike game. Do you know what that is? <laughs> A bullet hell roguelike game? Yeah, they mix two genres together, put it together. So a bullet hell game is kind of like like the Raiden games or you can, any, anything where you're like in a ship dodging colored bullets. There's tons of them and you shoot the bosses, go through waves of enemies. Okay. Uh, like old school arcade games. Yeah, like right? a Galaga type thing. Exactly. Or, uh, yeah, I got you. And then roguelikes are uh, just like dungeon crawling games where you die and it's permadeath you start the game over again uh stuff like that a really popular one lately is dead cells has been getting lots of traction and hype for it um but yeah so enter the gungeon you just play through a dungeon uh full of guns and it's just oh my god so gungeon is a play on on guns dungeon i got you you betcha <laughs> i thought it was like some weird japanese word i didn't know nope it's dungeon with a g <laughs> jesus christ okay um, so you fight against a whole bunch of different guns. There's shotguns, bazookas, and the best part about the game, in my opinion, is just the variety of weapons. So there's just, like, your traditional, you have your pistol, shotgun, sniper rifle, but then they have a weapon called, like, the, uh, what the heck was it called? Uh, there's one called the lightsaber, <laughs> which shoots, but when you reload... You swing the gun in front of you and deflect bullets just like a lightsaber. What the fuck? While you're reloading. So it's like, there's just interesting mechanics. Um, there's also a gun that shoots black holes. And so it like suck everything up into it. And These are sounding a lot like, um, like the r weapons in the later Ratchet and Clank games. Kind of, sort of. Oh man, those games are good. They are very good. <laughs> I need to revisit those games. Um, but yeah, so just enter the gungeon. It has like an old school feel. Uh, the soundtrack is awesome, so to, for me to just to play like an old school arcade game that I can just have fun and shoot a bunch of stuff with, listening to good music and a good soundtrack, it kills a lot of time for me. It's fun. Sweet. What about Minecraft? Have you been playing the new version of Minecraft? No. <laughs> not a fan? I'm not a Minecraft guy. Oh, man. Never I tried because I did like the old version, but this new version seems like so much more complicated to me that... I'd have to, like, relearn it, basically, from scratch. Yeah. Rather than jump back in, and I don't really have the patience for that, for I Minecraft. I don't really blame you. Yeah. Um, have you played the new No Man's Sky since they started updates? Uh, yeah, I've owned it the whole time, so... 
Well, I I have it too, but yeah. have you have you played it since the updates? No, I just updated it. Haven't had a chance to give it a shot yet. Okay, because I've been hearing great things about those updates. Like people are worshiping that game now, saying that it's like the one that they wanted it. to I believe be. you made fun of me when I said, "Don't worry, this game will be fine. It's going to do great," and you laughed in my face about it. Yeah, I still I still kind of laugh about it because I I bought it and I I played it and it's still one of those sore spots for me, kind of. I had fun enough with it, but it was one of those games where I was like, I don't see how you can... And now you get a free update to get another $80 game for free. Right. Yeah, that'd be that'd be the sweet part. You I should betcha. update it. I should try it again you and see, see how it goes. But, um, yeah, what else do you got there? Um, Any more new games that came out this year that are, like, jumping out at you? Because, honestly, the only ones I can really think of that I'm excited for, like I said, are Borderlands and... Pokemon. Like, I'm so fucking hyped for Pokemon, man. Yeah. That's good. I'm happy that you're excited for them. You're not? No, I am. Uh, there's a lot of controversy about them right now, but... Wait, what? <sighs> Just because of the fucking coughing evolution that looks like a bong? No. Um, because they're not going to have all the Pokemon in it. They're not going to have a national dex. Lots of people are very butthurt about this. Um, I think what Pokemon should do, this would be, like, the dream for everybody, would be to take, like, what they did for the Let's Go Pikachu, take all the regions, put them all in one game, and just have it so that you can, like, region jump through it. So you have to go, like, in order to do, like, you go Kanto, you go all the way through the Elite Four. Once you beat the Elite Four, you can unlock the the Johto area and it's all becomes one big map and then you can fly around and it's like everybody gets harder through the like higher levels that you get. That would be fucking sick. And then at the very, very end when you have all the Pokemon that you have, Pokemon Stadium, baby. Give me that DLC. Fucking Pokemon Stadium the <laughs> whole time, man. Yeah, buddy. And, but except the only thing I would want them to change is the catching mechanic. I would want them to change it from like the Pokemon Go, like flip the ball to you have to actually battle the Pokemon first yeah. and beat them before you catch them. Because I don't mind the mechanic. It's just fucking useless if you can't fight them to get experience. How do you level up your Pokemon if you just get experience oh, from catching? Oh, I, I know. I'm on board with this. It's the worst. But how fucking sick would it be? Like, I was talking to a coworker about this. I would pay $120 easily for a Pokemon game that has, like, even if they had, like, the first four or five regions all in one game, and then did a second one where they had the other ones. Like, if you were able to do that, it would be the equivalent of a fucking, like, Skyrim for Nintendo. It would. Uh, it would do very well. It just... I don't, it, I don't think it's going to happen. It'll take too long, too much money to put into it. It's, it's a financial... See, I find that very strange because they have everything there. They just have to reskin it and combine it. Like, how, how much data do you think is on, like, a Game Boy Advance cartridge? Well, depends. Are you if you do want to make it look like a Game Boy Advance game? Then, well, so so then like fine. I guess what what I'm saying is like th they've done it for DS games. Like you got Soul Silver, you got Omega Ruby, you got those ones. They already have some of the newer Pokemon like in those ones, right? All you have to do is just take those and port those out into like a Switch version, combine them together, you're good to go. Maybe. <laughs> you disagree? Well, I just think that there's... Like, it depends what you want the game to look like. Because if you're looking for something that looks good, like the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, or like the new Sword and Shield are going to look 
it's going to take a lot more than just a reskin. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, there's some mechanics that they changed that felt like they took a lot of time on, but it also felt like unnecessary changes, too, though. Like, like the catching mechanics? Yeah, well, some of them, but I don't know. I feel like they should also incorporate... I hope they do in the new game, because I haven't seen much of it, but I hope that they have some mystery Pokemon that you can encounter in the wild, because it sucks when you see all the Pokemon. There's no, like, mystery to it. There's no fun. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you just see a hundred Zubats flying around, and you're like, great, now I'm in a cave with a bunch of Zubats. Now what am I going to do? Yep. And then you see a Rhydon pop up, and you're like, cool, I'll go catch that guy. But there's no mystery anymore, you know? If they can bring that back in, as well as have, like, rarer Pokemon pop up, too, or the occasional one pop up for you to see, Yep. that would be sick. It would be cool. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> I just okay. went on a big Pokemon tangent. <laughs> so fucking nerdy. All right, back to you, buddy. Oh, no worries. <laughs> Um, no, I'm excited for Borderlands 3, um, obviously, because it's going to be good. And, I don't know, I haven't, I say this very hesitantly, but I think the new Call of Duty might be fun. And that's the new Modern Warfare one that they're doing? Yes. Okay, um, I did play World War II and liked it. I feel like I'm one of the few people that liked World War II. It did, it did really well. It did um... Really well. I don't get the hype between, like, all the advanced warfare ones and stuff, so it might be nice to bring it back to, like, the old classic Call of Duty vibes. Yep, and it it looks like it's going to feel like it did when I actually played Call of Duty, which was Modern Warfare 1 and 2, so... Yeah, it might be worth checking out. When's that come out? Um, October 25th. Holy, just got the date down. No, which games do you want to know? I have them. They're in- <laughs> Pokemon. November 15th. Oh, so far away. Borderlands is September 13th. Jesus Christ. That one's pretty quick, but, like, Very fuck. Um, yeah. Is there any other games that you played this year that stand out to you? Um, I thought you have a list or something, don't you, of stuff? No, Rage 2 is fun. I'd, I'd say... You did play Rage 2? I did. Um, it's on sale for half price right now. It's worth it for sure. Okay, I might check that one out. I've been kind of holding out for Borderlands, though. Holy shit. What a yawn. Um, just because I hear it's a really similar to Borderlands type of gameplay where it's like a wasteland and, and, and there's like quirky characters and stuff. It, it does have that vibe. It feels more like, yeah, Borderlands and Mad Max had a baby. Right. Yeah, I, I guess I've heard that before too, Mad Max. <clears throat> have you played the Mad Max game? Yes. Is it fun? Yep. Oh, okay. It was fine. Okay. Not well, great, but it was fine. Yeah. Okay. And then you said you also have, like, trivia and stuff like that written down? I do. Do you have any random video game facts or weird things that you've heard or that you know? Um, actually, I do, I do have a couple things I was looking up before uh, we met up to do the podcast. Uh, some of the things... I was just reading this Cracked article that I thought might be interesting to read uh, some of them to you because I was curious if you've heard about either of these. Okay. I think it's called... What's this one called? Uh, so the article is eight creepy video game urban legends that happen to be true. And like most of them are just kind of like ones that aren't actually like that creepy or interesting. Um, some of them are just like, oh, like if you beat a game a certain way and you do this and that, you find out that the character is actually like a nuclear bomb the whole time. And it's just like, 
under super certain conditions that that stuff happens. Yep. It's fine. But there are two that I find really interesting that I want to ask you about. Perfect. One of which uh, is Microsoft Office 95. Do you know anything about this? Not technically a game, but... I'm not sure where we're going with this, so I don't think so. Hall of Tortured Souls? Does this sound familiar? No. Okay, so I'm just going to read this article to you guys, like, word for word, just because uh, I don't have time to actually write this out, but uh, let me know if any of this sounds uh, familiar to you, Kyle. Uh, So the article goes, If you've been on the internet for longer than five minutes, you're probably aware of the thousands of email forwards and poorly designed web pages accusing Bill Gates of being the devil. (laughs) Apparently, the Prince of Darkness has clumsily dropped evidence of his dark secret all over his products. One popular urban legend claims that names like Bill Gates, Windows 95, and MS-DOS 6.21 somehow add up to 666, which is silly because everybody knows you can't add letters. Another one says that there's something called the Hall of Tortured Souls or the Hall of Lost Souls hidden within Microsoft Word 95, supposedly. (laughs) It's a creepy first-person game with Doom-like graphics, and if you make it to the end of the narrow path, it will show you something really, really eerie or reveal something about Microsoft or both. That is completely false. There is no creepy game inside Microsoft Word 95. It's on Microsoft Excel 95. <laughs> Wait, what? They put that inside a program used to create spreadsheets? Yep. If you open a new Excel file, go to row 95 and follow a few other steps, a new window will pop up on your screen and possibly take 10 years away from your life with the resulting shock. Turns out that Hall of to- Tortured Souls isn't a dramatic nickname people on the internet invented. It's what the window actually says. Uh, the quote-unquote game appears to have only two rooms separated by some stairs. The one with the blue pillars and green pools and another with red names raining down a window. That's it. The place is completely deserted except for you, which somehow makes it even creepier. However, if you type Excel KFA while facing a certain direction, one of the walls will disappear while you're not looking, and behind it you'll see a narrow, very hard-to-cross bridge with something weird at the other end. If you make it to the other side, you'll find what looks like a bizarre other-dimension reenactment of The Last Supper. What now, the hell? you curl up under your bed and start crying. <laughs> Those are actually uh, the guys who developed Excel 95. Apparently, Microsoft programmers use this or used to do this all the time. There's also a 3D flight simulator in Excel 97 and a racing game in Excel 2000. It's simply a fun way for them to credit their work because seriously, when was the last time you read an about page for a computer program? Jeez. Of course, some people still see it as a definite proof that Bill Gates is, in fact, the Antichrist, abusing him of personally putting the game there to, you know, be all Antichristy and stuff. So that's that one. Have you heard of that at all? No, but I'm in love with this, and I want to go look it up now. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was like so incredible that I have not even heard of this yet. Um, This last one is called Polybius. Have you heard of this? No. The mind-destroying arcade game. So this is the same article from Cracked. Uh, I'm just going to read this one straight up, too. 
<clears throat> so there's like references to it in like the Simpsons, like they drew it into certain scenes and stuff at arcades, whatever. But apparently it, it goes pretty far back. So the story of Polybius has all the ingredients of a good urban legend. It's creepy, it's mysterious, and teenagers die in it, or are traumatized at the very least. And it's likely based on truth, at least to some degree. How much? Who knows? According to the legend, Polybius was a game that appeared in a few arcades in Portland, Oregon for a short time in 1981. The cabinet, supposedly completely black, minus the logo, and the game was supposed to be very similar to Atari's shoot-em-up Tempest, except for the addition of Pac-Man-type mazes and logic puzzles, and the fact that it drove people insane. Kids hooked on the game began experiencing side effects like nausea, sleep disturbance, and aversion to video games. Some sources claim the side effects were more violent, selective amnesia, horrifying nightmares, suicidal tendencies, and the inability to become sad. That sounds like a freaking great hell? side effect. <laughs> I would love for that, man. If the world could do that, I guess without the suicidal tendencies. But uh, <laughs> Now here's where it starts to stretch into Alex Jones territory. <laughs> the frogs are gay. No. <laughs> According to an unnamed article, or, or an unnamed arcade owner, men in black coats could be seen collecting data from the machines, leading some to believe that the whole thing was a CIA-type experiment. Anyway, the only quote-unquote evidence of the game's existence so far is a screen capture of the title screen. Um, so there's a picture here of uh, the Polybius title screen. It says, copyright 1981. And then it says, Sinisloshin Incorporated, which uh, translates to either sense deletion or very large sausage, is what <laughs> it has written here. But it, could you imagine playing a game that the freaking company was called sense deletion and like all the shit was like driving you fucking crazy anyways there's a black and white photo of the cabinet as well which is like oh that's kind of cool um of course any serious attempt to search for more information on the game is hindered by the fact that people have started building their own polybius cabinets and trying to recreate the game based on its descriptions so basically they make it look like something that might give someone a seizure of course, it seems kind of convenient that the story of Polybius surfaced only within the past decade or so, presumably when people who witnessed the events in the first place all went, you know, that mind-fucking video game from 81. In retrospect, that was rather odd. <laughs> Obviously, the part about the men in black seems like something made up by someone trying to be creepy on a message board. So what's the truth? Well, we know there was a glitchy prototype of Tempest, the game Polybius was supposed to be supposed to resemble that caused nausea, and we also know the U.S. government approached Atari to design a specific, special version of one of its games in 1980. Snopes.com, while completely dismissing the legend, claims it could be an updated version of an early 80s rumor that special agents collected information in arcades, which seems to confirm that the quote-unquote "men in black" sightings go back that long. Um, so yeah, that was written by... Could you imagine just going to an arcade and playing this game that apparently just messes with you that much? And then you turn around and you see Will Smith just stand there collecting your information? Okay, so we need to see... Let's follow him home now. Is, is he sleeping? No. Is he eating? No. 
He doesn't look sad either. What's going on? Is that how Will Smith sounds in your mind? <laughs> Maybe. It's not, hey, y'all. <laughs> Anyways, I thought those ones were interesting. Those were ones that I was thinking about doing some more research on before I brought them up, but I figured since you asked, I might as well just throw those out there and yeah, see, that's all right. see if you thought they were interesting. So you hadn't heard of Polybius I either? I have not heard of Polybius. Great. I'm it glad seem, to introduce you to these. It seems fake, and I'm now I'm curious. Yeah. Um, so, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Yes. Okay, do you know what I'm referencing right now? In, in, ter in like, terms of video games? Uh, Dead by Dawn? Or Dead by Daylight? Is that the... No. So there's actually, you know, Cabin in the Woods is, like, near the end where there's, like, the, like, showcase of all, like, the monsters and stuff like that, Right. Right. So there's actually two characters from Left 4 Dead in there. Really? Oh, yeah. There's uh, the Boomer. Yep. And the... Witch. Oh, really? Yep. There's a Boomer and a Witch. Do you have a picture of that? No. Fuck. Okay, I'll look it up later. I don't want you to, like, lose track. No, I remember hearing about the Boomer, because I was, I was researching that one. That was one I wanted to do for the podcast, but uh, we never really got around to it, and I'd watched it. Yeah. While we were like waiting to decide if we were going to do it. So I probably won't do it for a while. But yeah, I just remember reading about that and thinking. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. It's fucking so cool. I love. I used to love Left 4 Dead, man. I played so oh, I much know. of that game. <laughs> <laughs> I think like every every like day after school, I'd go home and I'd play for like three hours with like our one friend, Steven. Yeah, well, anytime I'd come over, you'd be, like, playing Left 4 Dead. And because I never got into it, I was always like, I don't understand why you're just <laughs> having so much fun. Uh, it's just, like, it's so repetitive and stupid. Like, I played it again recently. Like like I said, nostalgia is a big thing for me sometimes. Yeah. So I, I bought it on the Microsoft store for, like, five bucks, ten yep. bucks, whatever. I played it again recently, and there's still people that are playing, like, online every day. Like, I played with these two girls that were... Because you have to have four people to play. Yep. And it was uh, me, somebody without a mic, and then these two girls that were, like, basically getting so mad because I was taking my time trying to kill every single thing. And they are like, fuck, we've done this speed run, like, so many times. Like, hurry up. And I'm like, all right, I guess we're speed running. <laughs> so Holy. They were, like, still so hardcore into that game. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's such a fun game, though. So... You're a fan of the Batman Arkham series? Love them. I just replayed all of them, like, uh, two months ago, actually. I just went through um, just the trilogy in order. I have Origins on 360, but I didn't really like it as much. Yeah, it was meh. Um, but yeah, I, I do enjoy those games. I'm a huge Batman fan, obviously, as oh, you yeah. know. So I can look around and, and see that. My arm, even my tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Did you know that the Arkham Asylum was originally going to be a rhythm-based game? Wait, what, what, can, like a Dance Dance Revolution type game? Very similar to like a Dance Dance or a rock band. Wait, how, how would that work? So it'd be like a fight scene, and when the right button comes up, you hit it to punch the bad guy, and stuff like that. Uh. That was the original idea for Arkham Asylum, is it was, it was going to be a rhythm-based action game. Like, I know a lot of games do that for like boss battles and stuff. But I couldn't imagine doing that for a whole game. I think yep. I've played a game like that before, actually. It was like kind of like a Silent Hill type game. Yeah. I can't remember which game it was, though. Like, there's some okay rhythm-based games, but if you think about, like, 
the Arkham series and how like big it got and how like well it's done. And to think that it was almost just a rhythm-based game that probably never would have saw the inside of a store. Yeah, nobody would have played it. Oh, yeah, Until Dawn. That's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of rhythm-based stuff in that game. And it, like, how how well you perform decides how well you played in the game, too. Because if you fuck up, it, t- it takes that with you into the next part of the story. I always yeah. found that super interesting. Yeah, the, uh, the company that did that... Uh, they're releasing a new game in next week, actually. Aren't they doing like uh, like episodic series or something like that, or they're doing like uh, anthology series type thing f- for games? Yeah, so I thought I read that somewhere. What the, they're going to be releasing an anthology of games that is like a new game every so often, and then it's all going to be in one collection. Uh, the newest one is called Man of Medan, and it's coming out in I think one week actually. Is that the first one of the games coming out? Yes. And have you heard any like early reviews or anything of that at all? Everything I've seen for it so far looks amazing. And oh. it's been getting outstanding reviews. Um, it looks like it's going to be really good. Because, yeah, I remember reading up on that a little bit, and I found that super interesting. And I did like Until Dawn, but it was a little too slow-paced for me at times. So I'm I'm definitely interested in trying these new ones out. Gotcha. Yeah, if you hear anything about like anything being like particularly good out of those ones, let me know, and I'll maybe splurge a little bit to pay for them ahead of time. Yep. Otherwise, I'll hold out for the collection. I think, but yeah, we'll do. Um, so with like the Arkham game, it's really cool because obviously Arkham Asylum was awesome. Uh, when it came out, I was like, "This is a Batman game that I've been waiting for." Mm-hmm. Essentially, agreed. Um, so what's really cool is the studio that made it, Rocksteady, there was only 40 people working in the studio when they made that game. Mm-hmm. And to put that in perspective, Call of Duty right now has over 1,000 people working in their studio for it. Right. And so, they're pumping out, like, one game a year. One game a year. Yeah. So, like, that's 40 people. So <laughs> by the time the game launched, they had a whopping total of 60 people. So there, there was growth. <laughs> right. Um, but I just... The saddest thing is one one single person spent over two years of his life on Batman's cape. What? For, for Arkham Asylum. Like he was animating just the cape motion for the whole game? or yeah. Yes. For two years of his life, he was doing just the cape. Wow. Um, I, so he did... How much do you think you get paid for that? Ooh. <laughs> um, so he did how many? Over 700 different animations and noises for the cape over the course of those two years. Wow, so he was in charge of like the folly and stuff like that then too. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to like live my life for two years just working on cape stuff. Batman's cape for two years. Yeah. That's like, it's uh, like, oh. I worked on the Batman game. It's like, oh, were you like the story writer? Were you the concept artist? I, I did all the sound effects for the cape. <laughs> <laughs> when, because they were such like a smaller studio at the time too. For Arkham Asylum, for all like the sound effects and stuff mm-hmm. to cut costs, they just use like everyday items to make the sound effects. Like the the ventilation systems, the like noises from them, is actually the inside of one of their programmers' fridge. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, like the the spray explosives. Yeah, yeah, it's actually just whipped cream cans they recorded. Perfect. That's all you really need. <laughs> so I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Just they had all that stuff and. Like, six months before they even finished Arkham Asylum, they were planning for Arkham City. Right. And they hid a secret room that showed all I their plans I heard about this. Mm-hmm. And nobody found it. 
So after waiting for six months for somebody to find it, they just released it and was like, guys, this is how you get into the room. Go and look. This is how we're going to announce we're making Arkham City. Right. And it's like in the sewer or something, isn't it? Um, it's like some sort of hidden sewer room. No, I think you're thinking of the um, uh, Killer Croc that no, not a lot of people found. Uh, maybe. But uh, the other one is in the, it's in the warden's office. You have to blow up a wall in there and then... Right. I think I did that this last game play just because I was reading um, all the hidden things. I was trying to... I 100 percented every one of the games. That's how fucking nerdy I was. Ooh. I went through it. Because my first playthrough, I tried doing it, and then... So I... <laughs> this is kind of nerdy, so... I'm if ready. You're, if you're listening, like, I'm sorry. I went to my cousin's house. He had Arkham uh, before I did, so... I recovered my gamer tag at his house. <laughs> okay. Came home, bought Arkham, played through uh, the two hours I'd played at my cousin again, and then I added on probably about 20 hours of gameplay. Almost, I think I did 100% that game. I worked my ass off on it. Then I decided to play Rock Band, and I hooked up my Xbox to the internet, and it said I had to recover my gamer tag. And any saved progress would be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Recovered my gamer tag and uh, went to play Batman the next day and all of my stuff was wiped. And I didn't get any of the achievements that I had. It didn't save any of that stuff. No. So it took me a couple years to go back and 100% that game again because it was kind of a sore spot for me. Same yeah. thing happened with uh, GTA Five when I got that too. Recovered my gamer tag at a friend's, recovered it back, and then my, my 12 hours I put into that game got reset. That happened to me for one game. I don't remember what it was, though. Uh, yeah, it, there's nothing worse than like having so much fun going through a game and then having to put in another six hours to get back to that point. It's so discouraging that it's it's put me off games in the past. Like, uh, There's some games that I, I need to wait like two years to revisit just because of that. So, yeah. You got any more trivia there, Kyle? Um, do you like... The Bioshock series. I fucking love the Bioshock series. You know that. You bought me a, a Songbird Funko Pop for Christmas oh, one year. And it was like one of the best Christmas gifts I've gotten. I still have it on the shelf over there displayed, actually. Really hard to find, too. Um, I really, I don't even really collect Funko Pops anymore. But yeah. I like sold everything except for my Bioshock ones, basically. <laughs> Just because it's, it's, they look so sick, man. I even have the big daddy and the little sister there, too. Yeah. So, the little sisters, the, do you know how they came up with the design for them? It's really cool. Um, I think I might have read some of this stuff, but I, I don't remember it, so you'll have to enlighten me and well, the so listeners. Originally, little sisters, if you don't know, are just twisted, weird babies that they make you feel guilty because you get to choose to kill them or to save them. Yeah, they're like five-year-old girls. They're a little bit warped, but yeah, they're... Yes, so originally they were going to be just like lifeless slugs, um, but then <laughs> right. then they were like, oh, well, we want people to feel bad if they kill them, so we need to redesign them. Um, so they original design, they had them as dogs in wheelchairs. <laughs> oh my god and I'm not I would e not be able to kill a dog in a wheelchair And I'm not even kidding The other design they have Is a frog with a tunnel for an anus Is literally how they describe it And I have pictures for you A tunnel for an anus So that's the dog in the wheelchair Oh my god, that is so sad And then 
that's the frog. Oh, that frog is dead, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, his an- anus tunnel is going to be decimated for some powers. Are you kidding me? To light people on fire with my hands? Oh, yeah. So funny. <laughs> but but Little Girls, I think, was the best choice. Like it's, it's actually, like, I've done playthroughs. My very first playthrough, I've tried killing every single one. But, like, after two, I felt so guilty that, like, the rest of them... I just didn't, and now every time I play through, I have to go back and forth because, like, I'll get, like, almost all the way through, and then I'll forget whether I've been saving them or killing them. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a tough game to beat, but it's it's one of my favorite video game series. I think I like the first one the best, though. Like, I've played one and two again recently, yep. and I remember having fond memories of two because I remember being able to play as Big Daddy but I do think the first one's by far just like one of the best games ever made. Yeah, the first one is one of my favorite games ever for sure. Story-wise, art-wise, um, character design, everything is just so well put together for that game. Absolutely. And the atmosphere with the music. And like like I said in uh, our last episode, Art Deco is one of my favorite things, and it's just Art Deco out the asshole, man. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Um so Bioshock actually wasn't supposed to be underwater at first either. Yeah, wasn't it originally in the air? And that's where they got the idea for the third game? Um, it was actually originally in a space station. Okay. Yeah, yeah. very similar to the third one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be cool too, though. I do prefer the underwater, though. I think that's such an interesting idea of like, just like a scientist with all these crazy ideas and, like, not being able to practice them, just moving himself underwater so that he, like, voids any legal repercussion. Like, it's such an interesting idea for a game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, and what I think is really funny is, like, for Bioshock, you obviously have you have the wrench, right? Yep. And then they just, like, put the, that wrench in every other... Like, in Bioshock 2, that wrench is everywhere. Bioshock Infinite, it's everywhere. Right, and it's like, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I want to pick it up and beat the crap out of people with it, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, now I want to replay Bioshock. Why did you have to do that to me? I just replayed that before I played the Batman games. Oh, really? <laughs> so now I got to freaking re-download that and do that again. But definitely worse games out there. Um, do you got any more stuff you want to talk about, or you want to wrap it up pretty quick here? Oh, um, we can wrap it up if you want, yeah? Cool. Uh, well, uh I just want to thank you for coming by and talking about video games and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wish I was a little bit more prepared. So I'm sorry to listeners if this kind of caught you guys off guard and was maybe a little boring at parts. It's completely my fault. Uh, I do have a running list of topics that I want to cover in the future. Um, and I also have some potential guests coming up. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And Kyle will definitely be coming back sometime, I'm assuming. You bet. More episodes. And uh, if you have any more topics and stuff you'd like us to discuss, uh, I keep getting hiccups. Jesus. Uh, let me know at uh, on Instagram at Life with Kenny Pod or send me a message on Facebook at the Life with Kenny Podcast. Uh, feel free to reach out. Things that you like, things that you don't like. Uh, I just like talking to people and uh, would love to talk to you on the show. So. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And uh, Kyle, you want to try this one again? Get a life. There we go. Get a life.